This is your weekly podcast uh, for all sorts of uh, entertainment conversation, uh, <laughs> uh, mostly movies, most weeks. Uh, but this week we are uh, we're going off that road yet again to discuss television uh, again from across across the pond, as they say. Um, we're going to be talking a few selected episodes of Black Mirror and. Joining me, as usual, is my co-host, Eric Sayor. Hi, I'm the guy that doesn't watch TV. Yes, this is true. This is his official name and title. Um, and I am Arlen Haro. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, these are, I say we chose selected episodes, I, and I specifically wanted to, because uh, in the spirit of Charlie Brooker, the creator of the show, he always said that, the optimal way to watch these episodes would be to put them on a roulette wheel and watch them randomly. Um, that's how he wrote them, and that's how he intended them to be seen. Um, so I felt like the best way to do this would maybe be to sort of whittle them down into essential episodes. You know, so episodes that have particularly hard gut-punch endings. Uh, <laughs> episodes which I have... Uh, start to call white mirrors um episodes that feel like they can happen literally next week um some of them happened a couple weeks back or months <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah um that sort of was my thinking um so yeah that's sort of the idea of this episode um and if you haven't watched any of the episodes that we're going to be talking about um that's Fine. I do think we'll end up going into spoilers because of just the nature of Black Mirror. Um, uh, we go into we. Well, I'm always the opinion of that if we're gonna talk about something yeah. critically, we have to go into everything. So spoilers yeah. are always uh, yes. a possibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, just for anybody who's like, I I didn't watch Black Mirror before this. Uh, National anthem. We're definitely going to talk about. Shut up and dance. San Junipero and Man Against Fire. Um, I might bring up the Waldo moment. I might not, just for anybody. Uh, but I do suggest watching that one also. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the list and the order. Um, so I guess I want to start with uh, your general feelings of Black Mirror, having taken a small swim in the pool. Uh, uh, I think I'm... Like it's hard for me to say. Like the, the episodes you chose were pretty good. Like all uh, very relevant, all very interesting in their mm-hmm. like the, the concept they choose to discuss. Uh, some I wish were just like movies with bigger budgets. Yeah, but yeah, but like uh, some works work really well as the like one hour TV. TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I liked it a lot. I, I, I wonder if I'm just going to watch it all or I'll just ask you for more recommendations. <laughs> yeah, I would almost suggest watching them all because I really, I tried to really like select episodes yeah. and they're, they're so, they vary so rapidly. Um, and if I, if you ask me to select them for you, I will either give you the episodes that are the easiest to watch, or I'll give you the episodes that are the hardest to watch. Yeah, <laughs> and or, I feel like that's something to find out for yourself. Yeah, or maybe I'll just go, like, if I want to watch an episode and I'm in the mood for something darker, I'll just go by the descriptions. And if I'm the yes. mood, if I'm not in the mood for something that will depress me for a couple of days, I'll just go <laughs> into something yeah. hopefully lighter. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good way to go about it. But knowing myself, I always tend to give up on TV shows just because I, mm-hmm. just because that's I don't have time, and then it's been a few weeks, and then I I start something new, and then I give up, and that's my cycle of watching TV, except like very few shows. 
Yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, I kind of do the same thing. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just the amount of TV that I'm trying. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, that's that's interesting. Kind of. I've always I've always understood your position on TV. I've I've always been like, yeah, I get it. Also, you are among many of my friends who play a lot of video games compared to me. So I always factor that in like, when I'm I try thinking to... about these things. Spend my time between movies, video games, and just like a social life and work. Yep. And you end up, you have to cut something, and I just chose yeah. TV, except the stuff that's really super interesting to me, like Twin Peaks or Game of Thrones or right. things of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Okay, so I guess we can go into uh, National Anthem, the sort of the first selected episode um and this is a this is probably the episode that i knew the most about before ever watching any black mirror um and i always knew about it i heard about black mirror before it ever even made it to america so i always was like aware of sort of the the word that it had gathered over in the uk um and yeah so i knew kind of like the twist of this episode like years ago but it's still a shocking episode in some places um and it's still an interesting concept and i think it's a really good first episode um personally just introducing you to what what the black mirror format is um i think it's a really good episode for that yeah i i think it's it does play into insecurities and just uh, uh, the, the fragility of like our society faced mm-hmm. with someone that's better than everyone else that's using technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone who just has a clear advantage and just who's doing something not even really for a purpose, yeah. really. Uh, sort of a chaotic figure um, and the capabilities that they have that a lot of people do have at the moment um, yeah it's, it does an interesting job of sort of establishing the rules of what might happen in future episodes and it also it firmly sets up strong characters um like, and that's something that we'll come back to in each Black Mirror episode, or at least the best of them for me, is that the best Black Mirror episodes have interesting characters, and they have characters that you, even if you don't agree with who they are necessarily, you can always kind of empathize with them and see where they're coming from. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think of all important. the episodes, this one felt the most... Um... They say inspired by cinema and its portrayal of like mm-hmm. politicians and their entourage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it felt like okay, I'm watching. Uh, I'm very much watching a, a TV prime minister and his TV uh, aides. Yes, yeah, he does. He feels kind of. Um, he he feels almost like a character type or a caricature, almost, um, and sort of. Like, he's plucked out of a very different show that's very serious and really... They don't really deal with anything quite as truly shocking as this. Um, (laughs) Or as, you know, just, like, diabolical. Um, Yeah, like, he feels like he's from a different show and they've been plucked into this situation. And you're just seeing these characters squirm in in, in an interesting way. Um, Yeah. I feel like that's a good way of describing it. Um, but yeah, this is a, it's a... And also, for anybody who's like, what are, are you talking around something? This is the episode where a, a main character is asked uh, to, on television, live in front of everybody, have uh, intercourse with a full-grown pig. Um, and the whole episode is sort of the build-up to that and what happens in order to maybe prevent this from happening and you know all of the sort of machinations that lead up to eventually this prime minister 
going through with the act that he has been asked to do. Um, like, yeah. If I was watching an episode of like a series based on the like British police or whatever, it would end with them catching the guy and him explaining why he wanted to fuck a pig because politicians yes. are called pigs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you expect if you know nothing about the series. Like, I I think I I just I was just waiting for it to just happen because I knew enough mm-hmm. about the show by just you know yeah. hearing about it. But yeah. still, it's mm-hmm. I think if you're, it's 2011 and you're watching that episode just on TV. And it ends how it ends. That's really like a perfect first episode for this show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I yeah. Like it ends with the prime minister just in tears, just like unable to exist. Yeah. Um. It really ends on like a on a on a gut punch. That's the thing. I've always described. Black Mirror as you're intentionally allowing yourself to be just repeatedly punched in vital places <laughs> and you're asking for it and you're like give me more um that's that's the sort of the feeling that i always get from black mirror but i i, I particularly enjoy it it's kind of like i've always also described it as kind of like skydiving um it's, it's a similar feeling uh there's sort of a fear uh aspect to it um yeah yeah um and this this first episode i think Something else that it it does is it sets up. It does a good job of establishing when this is. As I sort of said in the beginning, this feels like it could be next week. Um, definitely, it, it feels like this is just around the corner. Uh, yeah, or that this is something that could have already happened easily. Uh, if this was a real story, you would probably believe it. Um, and this is one of the many episodes of Black Mirror that has in a roundabout way been kind of made true by by real life, by uh, actual news stories that came out um, because David Cameron apparently had sex with a pig head in college, I guess. <laughs> yeah, David Cameron fucked a pig head. And I think <laughs> like when I watched this episode, I I didn't wasn't sure about the years, so I was a hundred percent certain that it was just about David Cameron, kind of. Mm-hmm. But this came out in two thousand eleven, and the David Cameron thing came out in twenty fifteen. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and I do remember after after that came out, there were a lot of people asking Charlie Booker, so did you, like, hear something? Did you, <laughs> did you like, <laughs> did you know, know someone? Yeah. <laughs> did you, was this based on something? And him saying, no, I, I had no clue that this ever happened. So, yeah, but it is kind of a, I, my understanding is that in UK colleges that sort of pranks like that, they are kind of known if you went to those kinds of colleges. You know that people did that kind of thing so it wouldn't be that hard to assume that david cameron did something similar yeah. to that but it's still it's like yeah the the, the uh the, the, way, the fact that that lined up is uh it's still pretty it's it's yeah. fun it's fun to yeah. talk about um yeah but yeah there's a lot of aspects of this episode i like the i like the plans that they come up with in order to get around it um i particularly love the idea of hiring a porn star to have sex with the pig um because that was that's just that's the thing black mirror it's not just like a serious show with no sense of humor to it at all it's also kind of a black comedy um and and i yeah and i love the way that plays out and it manages to take like something completely ridiculous as a premise and makes it feel very real like very (laughs) believable like yeah. This would never happen, you know, but mm-hmm. it could. Now you think it could. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, you definitely you definitely feel like I could see this happening or something similar to this definitely 
yeah, you, yeah. You feel there's a sense of this feeling too close to reality for it to not yeah. be. And yeah, there's an extra level of like uh, to it because uh, it is so close. Um, and I, I think uh, uh, Rory Kinnear's performance is really, really good, mm-hmm. and at selling you his total desperation like throughout and i think uh the relationship with his wife throughout until the very end where she doesn't even talk to him anymore is yeah. is like uh, it gives uh not brings the show to earth you know uh mm-hmm. it yes yeah yeah it, it gives it a, a more like realistic feel yeah, that that sort of the way that it affects people uh, and like relationships. That's that's what that sort of his whole arc really does. That the fact that you know the way his wife reacts to seeing people on Twitter talking about him, and the way that you know they talk about it before him actually doing it, and then just the way that you know in public she puts on the happy face like there's still a very you know like they're a good couple still and then that just like i don't even acknowledge that you're a person once they get behind closed doors um and just yeah and everything everything about that and even right after he goes through with the act with the pig um like the way that he he like throws up and he's covered in his own snot um like there's something about his visceral reaction and his just like his shivering and I mean that's fairly easy stuff to do but he's such a he's such a well-rounded performer um, and he just he just does a stellar job yeah. making it work selling it. Agreed. Uh, do you want to move on to the next episode? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, on my beginning, saying I am just looking at the the Wikipedia page, but because apparently in the next episode there's a reference to that first one. I did not notice. That. That's the thing. There are there are on TV. You see the Callows uh, divorcing. That the Callows are divorcing. Oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> I did not notice that, but no, that's the thing. There are little, there's always little references like that in, in the episodes. Um, uh, a constant reference is the, uh, song, uh, from man against fire, uh, that that woman is singing after they've caught the roaches. Um, that song shows up repeatedly through multiple episodes, uh, so yeah, there's, there's little little things, little ties. Uh, yeah, so shut up and dance. This is another one that's also like it's it's this could happen. This this situation. happens. Not not yeah. everything out about it, but like I've had mm-hmm. I've had someone I'm friends with on Facebook make a post to say he's sorry if someone receives a video of him yes. a photo of him mm-hmm. masturbating or something to that effect i've had like a match on tinder turn out to be like a scam like that just mm-hmm. me realizing c- close enough to the last second you know mm-hmm. so yeah th- this uh, th- this type of the blackmail that happens in this episode absolutely is something that does exist especially the blackmail that happens to the to the main character yeah yeah it's like it's not that far off from from things that are actually happening like them being able to track him that's maybe one thing but like so it's really just like how things might evolve and how far the blackmail might go i guess um that's like that's the real crazy part of it but otherwise this is something this episode also feels very real and present um but yeah so basically this is an episode about a young teenager i'll say um yeah teenager yeah uh who is caught who is basically he installs some malware removal tool which is itself malware um because 
yeah that's how that's how hackers work <laughs> that's that's what they do uh and he he installs it willingly and they basically spy on him while he is looking at illicit materials let's say um just porn yeah. it's not illicit it's just porn <laughs> well the specific kind that he was looking at um because yeah they go into that later but um that... yeah you you wouldn't want to be caught with what he was looking at. Uh, no, I, I, that's... Maybe I'm mistaken, but... Yeah, the implication okay. is that it was not something legal. Um, no, I think I think was... for the, the other guy it wasn't anything legal, but for him it was just... Like, he just doesn't want the video of him masturbating being online. He, it has nothing to do with the porn itself. Oh, that's my my. I I I always read it that way. So yeah, for Um, me it was just like the other guy got caught mm. because he he's put into uh, contact, let's say, uh, with another guy that's blackmailed because he watched he was watching child pornography. But yes, uh, Kenny, the main character, was for in my interpretation, is was just like. Like a, a normal teenager boy watching porn and masturbating. Right. Yeah. Either way, he's he's, he's blackmailed in a very cruel yeah. way. Um. And he's he and he's basically he's part of a long line of people who are being blackmailed. People who cheated on their wives, uh, said bad things in their emails. Um. That's the thing. Like. There's there's little you know hints of the Sony Korea hacking scandal in here like there are all these little bits that really like you said similar things to this have happened already um, it's just again it's the extent and how how far things will go nobody's been forced to rob a bank yet um, so yeah um, but yeah no, he's he's sort of paired up with multiple people he's asked to bring a cake to uh Braun from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Uh um uh not gonna lie, part of why I chose this episode because it was Braun and I, I love him. <laughs> yes. But yeah. yeah. He's very good in both in Game of Thrones and in this. Yeah. Um but yeah he's he's great. Uh and he's a he is the man who was cheating on his wife, as I said, cheating on her with a, a stripper who was actually the hackers. Uh <laughs> Um, and Kenny and him were basically forced to rob a bank. And that's the central sort of part of the episode, I guess. But it's it's really just him sort of being pushed to his limits as far as what he's willing to do in order to get out of this situation alive. Um, he's forced to rob the bank himself, and he like pisses himself while he's doing it. Um, and th- so this actor goes through a lot of really dramatic stuff yes. in this movie or and in the show. I, I, yeah. And he's very, very good, uh, Alex yes. Rother, that I knew yeah. from uh, the end of the fucking world on Netflix. Yeah, I was wondering where I recognized him from, but yeah, that. And he was also in not the current, not the recent Christopher Robin movie, but the movie about the writer of Winnie the Pooh. Um, and he's also in the imitation game. I can't remember what he was in that though. Um, but yeah, he's been in a bunch of bunch of yeah. stuff. Like, I just, um, like he he's also I've seen like half of the end of the fucking world, and he's very good in that also. So I I wasn't I was like from when I saw him, I was like expecting a, a good performance, especially for a mm-hmm. teen actor. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in, he's impressive to say the least. Um, so yeah, this, uh, this is a pretty bare bones episode, but it's just, it's, I, I think it's one of the more, I, I, I struggle to say that it's a fun episode, but it kind of is it, a fun it, episode. It really nails it pace, it's space. Mm-hmm. It's, yes. it's an action episode and it mm-hmm. has that like strong going from point to point and it's yeah. just like 15 minutes of like you being more and more stressed for that character that has to deal with worse and worse things mm-hmm. yeah until the the final resolution yes where he is forced to 
fight a man to the death while a drone is watching him. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then that, he, uh, he's holding, a, he has a gun, so he gets the gun out and you think he's going to shoot the man. He tries to shoot himself. And you learn that the gun with what he made the, with, with he made the robbery with is a, a fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many, there's so many twists in this, in this episode. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, the, and I, I do, I do still greatly enjoy the ending and how the hackers just, they just reveal everything despite doing, despite saying that they would do the opposite and that they use the troll face meme to let everybody know that it was just for the lols. Um, yeah, like this episode is, uh, it's a, it's a very, it's a very quick episode. And like you said, the pace is just so electric. Uh, cardiac and yeah just it just has this sort of feeling to it um that is very stressful um in in ways that i forgot about uh, until i rewatched it yeah it's i started watching it uh with my girlfriend who hates like the thing was Things that get you more and more tense, and we had to stop. Mm-hmm. And I just rewatched it the other night because it's it's not for the faint of heart. I'll say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely definitely not. Um, yeah, okay. I'm trying to. This that's the thing. This is a hard one to really talk about for a long time. I'm trying to think about what the next bit should be. Um, I thought it was really tense when that girl decided to just hop in the car with them that was that was really interesting um and this the sort of pretending that they had to do of uh him being a bronze nephew or whatever um but uh, yeah i thought that was well handled I, I i don't know the the whole the casting on black mirror is something to be said about cuz they always nail it with actors who aren't super they aren't they aren't super recognizable. There's nobody who's going to take you out of the show and make you feel like yeah, yeah, they're not going to take you out of the reality of the show. Um for the most part. Um but it, they're all going to be perfect for the role that they have. Um so again, like Kenny is just really well cast uh and so is the Hector character that Braun is playing. Um so yeah, I guess I guess I guess we kind of covered this episode. Um, if we, unless unless there was something else you wanted to bring up about it. Uh, I just want to say I've been reading, and you're right that he was also watching child pornography. That was me misinterpreting the show. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure, but no, I, no, 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 you're I, you're right actually, and it's yeah. like uh, I think when his mom calls him, he's like. Uh, She's like, uh, yeah. they're saying it's kids that you've been looking at kids, and it does like change. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, the scene at the beginning when he's like giving the yeah. toy to the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was. That's why I was really sure because I was like, I remember watching this and really looking at that stuff with the kid and him and the crayons and all that, and looking at that very differently. Yeah, and. And looking at the scene where it's him and the boss, and you kind of get the sense that maybe maybe the boss is kind of hitting on him a little bit, his manager, and the way he reacts is kind of yeah, like, exactly. I I have no interest in you, <laughs> uh, which didn't make sense when I first watched this episode, but it makes a lot of sense later on. Yeah, um, yeah, but and I, yeah, I I I loved this like the the harshness of that reveal and so many of the other reveals that they do and so, uh, yeah so yeah in the end um like yeah. the hackers were trolling but were trolling like mm-hmm. kind of bite people for you know yeah doing yeah. bad stuff like they never lie they make like mm-hmm. like a the interpretation you get is like, oh yeah, he 
was really gonna cheat on his wife but they like mm-hmm. like that's the probably the worst of those but like the two like any being a pedophile and that other guy being a pedophile right was, like and okay we're torturing people but we're torturing like mm-hmm. bad people yeah yeah and it's yeah they they really they really uh they really go for it um at the end um and also this like great episode i thought really he was just being tortured Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it changes it a lot really it's a it's kind of like a low it's like a a pg version of saw i guess yeah um yeah yeah to, yeah, it's a very powerful ending, um, okay. to say the least. Yeah, I, I think we're. I do think we're good though. Yeah. To go to uh, the the happiest episode. Yes, uh, the first, as I call them, white mirror. Um, San Junipero is sort of a. It's a. It's an escape, I would say, uh, as far as these episodes are concerned. Um, and I, I do want to say I didn't necessarily like even that white mirrors existed really i was sort of against them i don't know part of that sort of thing of i like the gut punch um so for me it was like why do we need this though but when i remember watching season three that season just has a lot of gut punches at once um and so does season four they just come one after the other after the other and you kind of do need a break um from them (laughs) they so that they feel so that when you get them they feel better in a weird way like you can register them because you have something else to compare them to some sort of sense of lightness and happiness (laughs) in the world uh and that everything is not terrible um so yeah that's sort of what i think san junipero and hang the dj both do very well um yeah uh if you want to yeah, explain the, the concept. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I think this episode is very interesting because it still has a lot to say about like uh, a future where you can upload our minds and live forever. Mm-hmm. And like uh, how we perceive time. And it's it's very, I, I, I think it's, I still think it's really it has the dark edge of the other episodes. Mm-hmm. It's just like the mere material itself, while being as interesting as the other stuff, is just more, feels more positive in how it can be yes. used. Mm-hmm. used. But also, like, I can imagine a, a, a Black Mirror episode of talking about uploading your mind and then your mind is just used forever in just a virtual factory you know (laughs) they kind of did that there's an episode called white christmas where they kind of explored that idea so So, yeah yeah you just uh, end up living forever in hell instead of like a paradise where you Mm -hmm. don't have the choice to live or die you just live your consciousness lives forever. And I can imagine that being the case, but this is also an interesting way to talk about. Yes. Yeah. And also the, the what makes a person and mm-hmm. how like how one can live. It's a very interesting. Yeah. So uh so the episode starts and you uh you're following a a very uh, awkward young woman that's uh hanging out on a in a on what to assume is a california uh beach town in the 80s uh mm-hmm. going to a club meeting a um a very outgoing um young uh black lady and uh she propositions her but uh, our main character uh i'll just use their names because i think it's easy our main character is uh yorkie and kelly is the is the black lady so yep. so yorkie uh, refuses and kind of runs away yeah. but becomes obsessed with kelly 
and you see her trying to pursue her uh, multiple times on the same day until you understand that her either like I thought at first it was time traveling mm -hmm. but then you realize it's like a virtual reality thing where you can go to that same town on in different uh, time periods yeah. uh, recreation yeah. of different time periods and it's just not just those there's also other places in that in that same beach town mm -hmm. yeah and there, I think the first indication is that like there's some reason where they're talking to each other where it doesn't seem like something you would say. It seems like something you would almost type. Oh, okay. um, like uh, when they're in the alley and they're talking to each other on that trash can. Like it doesn't, it doesn't quite feel like something that you would actually say to another person. Like their their dialogue, but it's delivered really well. Also, um, yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a big uh, big props to uh, Mackenzie and uh, Guvu. Um, those are the actresses' names. Yeah. For anybody who's like, I did not just make up a woman named Gugu. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah, it's yeah. Um, that's sort of that's sort of the idea, though. You sort of nailed it. Um, uh, yeah, and they both uh, end up kind of really liking each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it it does it ends with you you learn about their physical bodies that uh, uh, Kelly you know you, that Kelly is an old woman that was married for like for fifty years and had the child that died also and that uh, your key is uh, completely paraplegic mm -hmm. or quadriplegic yeah. 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 yeah, you you learn about she, their sort of backstory. yeah that she had an accident and she can't move or talk or react, and mm -hmm. her only way of truly like having a physical body that can walk and move and talk is through that virtual reality. Mm -hmm. So she yeah. she chooses to she she chooses to uh, die and live build mm -hmm. her mind and live there forever. And yep. convinces, in the end, uh, Kelly to come with her and accompany her, and that forever. And it's yeah. a, it's a kind of a, a, a beautiful romance. Yeah, it plays out very, it plays out very well. I always, I've always enjoyed the way that their, that their sort of, their relationship just feels, it feels natural for a yeah. situation that's kind of not natural yeah. uh, with the whole time, yeah, the whole time thing. And they only get to talk to each other for, I think they say five hours at a time, basically. Um, yeah. But it just, it all, it all rolls together really well. And the, everything, the dialogue always does a really good job of sort of giving these characters room to breathe and be individuals but also you get a sense of where they're coming from and you even though you don't know anything about uh Yorkie or Kelly until they really tell you you get the sense of who Yorkie is and sort of what her background is and that she's maybe a little bit repressed um and that she really doesn't do things you know um before this yeah she um, feels like she's experimenting something completely new and that's mm -hmm. true because she doesn't have a, an actual body she can move mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you get the sense that kelly is somebody who has she's really lived and she's had a full life um that's there in her performance um and so yeah so when you do learn more about them it just all it all fits so so very well um and even like moments where there's sort of some drama around whether or not kelly was avoiding yorkie by you know going to the 90s <laughs> temporarily which was just a funny concept to me um just hiding in the 2002 or whatever um but yeah 
yeah and that was that was so so weird that they sort of picked like this is the hairstyle of 2002 <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Kelly Rowland was playing and it brought... yeah I think so uh, anyway that song just brought me back to like primary school yep. <laughs> primary school <Yep>. dance <laughs> or something yeah yeah being a yeah being very young um, yes. and uh, yeah uh, at a very different point in time yeah um but yeah like they're everything from their first sort of you know disagreements about things to their sort of final sort of arguments about you know whether or not Kelly should stay. It all feels very real and based in character, um, which sort of goes back to something I sort of put out there at the very beginning, which is I think the what makes a good Black Mirror episode is the characters. The characters have to be strong, um, as well as the concept that they're exploring needs to be strong and interesting. And if if one of them isn't interesting, it kind of hurts the show as a whole. I've always felt. Um, and I think that this one just does a really good job of having a very interesting concept and very interesting characters at the same time. Yeah. And and it deservedly won like a bunch of awards, mm-hmm. uh, including an Emmy for writing because the writing, like you mentioned, I, I thinking about it, like the that like the way they talk in the in the the virtual world is so good mm-hmm. and i think that the, the the dark twist at the end being that they're just like chips in a wall full of chips you know mm-hmm. but still yeah. like how they shoot them and the music that plays is very still has that same romantic tone that the rest of the episode have has and i think mm-hmm. it's it, it it's a perfect end to this episode yeah yeah it's 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 really got a very strong ending and that song it's it's set up earlier in the episode and it just comes back around at the end and it's just it's yeah it's a it's a rousing ending yeah. um and I can see why it's it's. I can see why for a lot of people this is their favorite episode. I don't necessarily agree, but I can get it. I, I I'm I'm on the level, uh, as they say. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very it's a it's a nice sort of a palate cleanser, I guess. If you're someone who decided to just binge the first two seasons yeah. and the third season, um, definitely. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm not, I'm trying to see if there's anything else we really need to discuss about this one. Um, other than, I don't know, like the supporting cast is even really good. Um, Greg, uh, yeah, <laughs> Greg is great. Yeah, Greg is great. Agreed. Uh, even like the, the nursemaid for Kelly, uh, for older Kelly, older Kelly also. That's something, older Kelly who's the only one who really gets to do anything because older Yorkie is just laying there. Um, <laughs> but older Kelly does a lot and she really sells it, that it is the same person with not a lot to do. Um, but she uses the time that she has to really make you feel like she's the same character. Yeah, no, she, she, uh, I think she has like the, that same presence that, their uh, young younger Kelly has, and I think that's like a testament to like the directing of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, this episode's pretty. Like it's it's gorgeous. It I mean, I think all Black Mirror episodes are gorgeous, but they don't. They're all muted. Um, like a lot of muted colors and grays and blues and very pale whites. Um, and this episode is just, it's yellows and it's purples and it's oranges and it's, it's, it's gorgeous just to look at. Yeah. Um, also we didn't talk about, uh, the scene where, uh, Yuki goes looking for Kelly and the, what was the name of the, the, the thing? The oh, oh, the quagmire. The quagmire. Which yeah. is, which is like this old industrial facility where like 
with like a punk band and there's a woman with a snake um <laughs> and then wes the character who's just won't give up on kelly is there just like drinking or whatever uh, and then you learn he's a he's a person who lives in san junipero and yeah. that's yeah. kind of why I, he's yeah. he is yeah. i think that bit was just really funny because it's like the interpretation of someone that had has no like the most vanilla person trying to mm-hmm. like do something that's not and it comes out as just like very dumb yeah <laughs> yeah he comes off kind of silly a lot yeah. in this in this episode um yeah yeah the the whole i do like the idea of the of the, the the quagmire is kind of where just people just go to be weird it seems yeah. like just to do weird weird stuff everywhere put themselves in cages and things yeah, like no, that yeah but it's like the the most normie idea of what weird shit is you know? mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like they wouldn't all be meeting together they would <laughs> they'd be meeting like in private yeah. I, I, I do wonder if you can like if you can set up a private san junipero the same way you can have like a private server in real life I wonder. I wonder about that. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're gonna be fine. Yeah. yeah, I think we're. I think we're good on that yeah. one. I think this was my favorite of the episodes we watched, just because yeah. I like it was just a. It was. Drama, a, a good drama at the right moments, and also mm-hmm. still a story that's. In, like I said, interesting in how it portrays like mm. that technology. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to Men Against Fire. Um, yeah, this is a this is an episode. <laughs> uh, this is a so Men Against Fire. Um, the basic concept is that years in the future, after a couple wars and it seems like some ecological disaster even um we've sort of gotten to the point where we can create perfect soldiers by basically turning off their senses um making it easier for them to be soldiers without getting messed up in the head after the fact um so we've done a lot of things like reward systems for killing making it so that they can't smell quite as well uh it it's, or really tastes it, it's just um, making war into a video game and it, it, yeah. it's shot multiple times from a first person point of view that comes absolutely without uh, any mistake from uh video games and it mm-hmm. feels like okay yes we've made it into video games there's points almost there's mm-hmm. you're just playing in it's like you're in front of a screen because the your the chip in your mind uh, erases everything else. Yeah, yeah, and you can you can replay things, and again, like they reward you with being able to feel things essentially, um, and with your fantasies um, and giving them to you in very visceral ways. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and they also hide the truth from you. Um, and they make the bad guys seem easier to hunt down. They dehumanize them the way that video games sometimes do. Um, yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a very dark episode, um, because of some of the implications, um, Basically, this is a world where we've decided, yeah, that's just that's just separate people who have genetic abnormalities in their DNA, and that's say that they maybe don't deserve to be here anymore. And yeah, it's a yeah, it's a very <laughs> it's a very messed up episode in in its implications. Um, yeah, that's but that's kind of why I chose it because yeah. this is like this is this is this like is the, the world, most cynical. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That's the uh, most cynical vision of the world. It's like 
it mm-hmm. makes the future to be a, a fascist nightmare. Yes. Yeah. And this one is scarier every time I watch it. Uh, to me. Um, yeah. And I just. And I, I think the performances. Some of the performances in this are just really, really, really good. Some of them. Although on rewatch, I'm like, they might be kind of cheesy. The sort of. The blonde uh, character. Uh, 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 what's her name? Hunter, uh, or Raymond. She goes by multiple names. Uh, she might not be the best, I will say, because she's kind of cheesing it up a little bit, but I don't know. I, I think she's she's doing something interesting. Um, she feels but... like if, she feels like that one girl in Call of Duty. Yeah, kind of. She does. <laughs> yeah. She has that feel to her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more it's like, oh yeah, you're playing a... a, It's very much just a video game. Mm -hmm. And then the the ceiling, not the ceiling, but the veil is lifted. Mm -hmm. And you see what's really going on, even though you kind of know from the beginning. Yeah, for a show that is so... It's very Twilight Zone-ish, just in general. This is the most Twilight Zone of any of any episode of Black Mirror, in that it's they were there were no monsters the whole time. They were just people, people who might have a higher chance of heart attacks or you know something to that effect. People who might have children with Down syndrome at some point. Um, yeah, and it just yeah and you really get a sense of like oh it's just it's just human beings um so it's again that it's very this episode is very cynical and and the way that sort of that certain characters justified in their heads the character of arquette he's he's my favorite performance in the whole episode because everything he's saying is so evil but it's not that it's not that made up evil it's like real deal like this person really believes everything that they are saying and they are completely unaware of how terrible what they're saying is um yeah yeah he's just like a he's a character who messes messes with me (laughs) a little bit uh just because i just yeah because he he feels like Mm -hmm. he he feels more brainwashed than the the um, yeah. the people with the chip in their head, but he's yes. he just he just believes everything. He's yeah. he's the member of the Nazi army that's not following orders, that doing it because he likes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a Nazi yeah, that likes being a Nazi, not not the one that would just that's doing it because he's scared that he'd be sh- he'd be shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Hans Landa basically. Yeah. Like he's he's that guy who's he likes his job and he likes what he's doing. Um, you know, and he even gets joy out of telling Stripe that he signed up for this. Um and that he agreed to this. Um and even though he didn't quite know what he was signing up for. Uh yeah. Um and, and, yeah, a... and I think that's the darkest twist, the twist that yeah, he chose this and mm-hmm. he they can make him live through it forever and he basically doesn't have a choice mm-hmm. he, yeah, he, he he signed off his his conscience his life his mind everything to the army yep. which is also a very uh, kind of a, a, a very good criticism to like how modern military deals with soldiers with PTSD mm-hmm. and how they just come back completely fucked up and change and there's nothing to help them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're forced to, they're forced in a lot of ways to relive it. If they want to do anything that will be like successful, it's like, if you want to make money after coming back from war, you probably have to join a private contractor and go back at some point. Um, or any number of things, and there really aren't a lot of options if you are 
yeah, yeah. damaged i guess that's the crudest way to say it after the fact yeah. um yeah so yeah it's, it's a very dark episode yes. but it's a yeah. it's it's sort of it's again it's its own category of the episodes that just have the hardest gut punch endings uh being this crocodile or metalhead um for anybody who's wanting to watch other Black Mirror episodes, those are the episodes where it's like, this is going to test your ability to continue watching the show yeah. because of how gruesome it gets. Um, yeah, yeah, how and it, it, it also puts the the very much uh, for a show very much about the power of the te- of uh, the dark power of technology. This is the yes. one that puts the power in the hand of the government which is the scariest thing possible mhm yeah yeah and the yeah and again like the in the hands of the fascist sort of system that dehumanizes people and takes away everything that makes them them uh, on both sides of the situation um yeah on the victims and the people sent to take out the victims uh yeah it's a it's a dark episode that I for some reason <laughs> it's a really well done episode that's the thing though it's a very effective episode in that when by the time uh Hunter or Raymond is coming after Stripe and when Hunter kills the the two uh roaches that have been forced to live in the wilderness uh you really just like you're just disgusted by what's going on. Um, and it's just, it's just a very effective episode, yeah. I think, yeah. at that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, it felt, yeah, it felt the darkest as a societal thing, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't find it as affecting as some other stuff, just because it's less, Mm-hmm. that character that's in the dark i don't know yeah it's not as easy i think for me to empathize with the guy that signed up for the army you know it's yeah it's harder to do that this is the one this is one that i really like where i do i don't think where stripe is very much he's very much a pov character yeah. and i guess that's where i guess it sort of comes from the fact that this is the most this is really a condemnation of sort of video games in a weird way so that sort of pov character maybe not being as truly relatable and him sort of being a blank slate um makes sense um in a weird way um yeah i do want to talk about his fantasy just a little bit um and how that sort of ties in with the very end of the episode and how like he's just yeah like him going back to that house and him sort of being tantalized by that vision um like how the yeah it's just it's very it's a it's sort of a thread that goes throughout the episode um and it goes to some interesting places to the point where he's like having sex with five versions of the same girl i'm trying yeah i think it gets to five (laughs) at some point yeah um and when he but comes yeah, home, a decorated soldier, and it's mm-hmm. all fake. Yeah, it's all an illusion. Yeah, just to just to keep him happy. Yeah, which is yeah. Anyways, this is I feel like that's a good place to sort yeah. of uh, end. Um, it's hard to talk about Black Mirror episodes, honestly, because they're just yeah, they're they're very difficult things to discuss sometimes but i think the the concepts are more interesting than the execution also and most of them but yeah because the the execution feels very much like you're watching the plot and sometimes it's very you you like good by good acting good performance mm-hmm. but most of the time it's just you're you're more interested in seeing like what it's talking about taking to the extreme mm-hmm that's that's fair i think that yeah I, I think the sometimes the concept is definitely primary um to everything else uh yeah so i guess uh, the way to end this would be like 
did any of you agree with our sort of <laughs> our our viewpoints i guess on these episodes did we sort of uh represent them well or badly because i do want to know about that and this is our second time really going into tv so it's a we're still kind of trying to figure out what we're doing yeah. <laughs> uh on television yeah because so. i think we did this is easier because each episode is separate but talking about the season of tv is uh, more challenging than talking about a specific movie where you can reference a scene and it's a scene mm-hmm. out of two hours not out of like 13 hours yeah yeah definitely um so yeah that's uh i guess we can go to plugs now yeah um uh i'll just say uh follow me on twitter i'm at easier and uh i also was on the most episode of after dark of the phantom zone so i'll let you talk about that yeah you well you were also on the uh incredibles episode that uh Oh. I believe the yeah dropped today. So 